Shalom of the Masechah, so he did daft test Zion. Today's daft discusses the loose tile where they got the dirt from in the base of Mikdash. The ash used in the Masechah, it's supposed to be dirt. Can we also use ash? Does it have to be dafka afer? Could be offer? We discussed different cases where halacha, halacha mesinai, goes against what the Pasuk says in Pasha Pshat. We discuss a few things which have a chi of re'iyah, things that must be seen. The dam of the Mitzayra's tipar carbon. And what happens if they put in the dirt before the water? Does that passel the mesaita? Now we said as part of the process of the of the soita that the coin goes into the heichal and turns right. Why did he turn right? Well, because we know that every time a person turns, it should be derech yimin. Now there was a a, a square an ama on the floor with a hook on it. He would pick it up and take some dirt out under underneath and use and put that into the mace soita. So the Gemara tells us we have the pasuk umina afar asher yihye. I would think that maybe I could go take dirt from outside the base of Mikdosh and bring that in, put it in the Mesoita. No, that's why the Pasuk says, if, if it, the Torah just said, I would think that I could just dig it up with a shovel. No, that's what the Pasuk says, which means that if there is no dirt there, then put dirt there to use. The Brisa tells us, Elsewhere, that the Pasuk of Amina Afar Asher we learn that you can bring the dirt from outside the base of Mikdash, bring it into the Karka of the Mishkan. And what does the Karka Mishkan teach us? So Yisman Yudah tells us that's teaching us that you can even use dirt from Shiloh, Noiv, Givon, and base Oilomim. Yisman Menachem tells us. That's not necessary. We don't need a drush for that because when it comes to a tomakala, referring to someone who is tome, his body is tome, and he comes into the base of Mikdash, which is a chi of Misas Bezdin. Misas Bezdin is considered, uh, the Gemara says, a Misakala, uh, a tomakala. Over there, the Torah doesn't make any difference, doesn't differentiate between the base of Mikdash and the Mishkan. Uh, coming in uh, with the Thomas Guf is a Thomas Kores, rather. It's not Mises Bezdin, which Rashi explains is the reason why it's not a Thomas Hamura. But over there, there's no difference between the Mishkan, the base of Elamim, the base of Mekdash. So when it comes to Thomas Isha, by us, by Asaita, that's Hamura, where she actually dies. It's not exactly in uh, a bezin. It's in a bezin mikdash, but we have we need a, we have a bezin agadol. Kolshukain, there's no difference. Aye, so what does Isi ben Menachem do with the pasuk of the karka mishkan? It's telling us that you shouldn't bring dirt in a box or in a container from outside the mishkan and put it straight from there into the soita. Rather, if you if you're running out of dirt. Under the tile, you could take dirt, put it under the tile, and then take from the tile for the mesoita. But the, water, the dirt that goes into the mesoita should be taken directly from under the tile. The Gemara asks, what happens if you don't have any dirt? Can you use ash 
for the Mesaita. According to Beishama, it's not a question because he says, you never call Afar Afer. Dirt and ash are not interchangeable. But according to Beis Hillel, who says that we do have times when they are interchangeable. So yeah, it's not Afar, it's Afer, it's ash, but over here the Pasuk says, Kar Gaha Mishkan. Maybe it has to be Dafka from the dirt of the Mishkan. Or, or on the other hand, when it says Karka Mishkan, that's not telling me it has to be dirt. That's telling me like Isi ben Yehuda, that it could even be from the base of Mikdash, not just the Mishkan. Or like Isi ben Menachem, that you can't take it from home, you can't take it from outside. Does Karka Mishkan, according to Basila, mean it has to dafka be dirt, or can you also use ash? And we have two different rayas. First one is more extensive than the second. The first raya, Rabbi Yechanan tries bringing from Rabbi Yishmuel. We learned that there are three places when Halach Lamash Messinai actually goes against and uproots a Pasuk in the Torah. The first is when the Pasuk says, Afar by Kisoy Hadam, the Halach Lamash Messinai is, you could use anything to cover the Dam. Second is the Pasuk says, Tar, a razor, and the Halach is, you could use anything to cut the hair of the Nazir. Or rather, he'll be over his Naziris if he uses anything to cut his hair. And the third, is when the Torah says Sefer by a get, it doesn't mean specifically a treated cloth, it could be written on anything. The Gemara asks if Afar and Afar are interchangeable, why don't we include this in our list? The Torah says dirt, and you could even use ash. The Gemara says it's not a complete list, there are more than three things. The Gemara says, Oh, really? Then you have to prove to me that there's something else that's also missing. The Gemara says, All right. Mitzayra is missing. What? Halacha do we have in the Pasuk that Halacha Mishmesinai uproots by Mitzayra? The Brisa tells us. We know that the Mitzayra has to shave all his hair on the seventh day of his Tahara. His head, his beard. The Torah specifies after saying all his hair Dafka, his head, his beard, his eyelashes, uh, eyebrows. But then again, it says a klal of kol saroy yigaleach. So we have a klal, a prat, and then a, back to a klal. So we have to learn ke'en, the prat. What's the prat? The head, the beard, and the eyebrows. Those are places where the hair is bunched up and it's not covered. They're visible places. So, so too, you have to shave off any hair that has those qualifications. Here's bunched up and visible. What's this called part of cloud including? Even the seraglium, the pubic hairs. What's it excluding? It's excluding the armpits. And because the armpits are unable to be seen. And the hair on the rest of the body where it's not gathered together. That's what we would learn from the Sukkim itself. The issue is, there is halacha, lemaisa, halacha, lemaisa, mishinai, that you end up shaving off all of his hair. The last of the Gemara is, you shave him like a gourd. Make him look like a pumpkin. Every hair comes off. The Mishnah tells us that when they come to shave the Mitzayra, they take a razor across all of his skin. It says in the Sefer that on the seventh day, they shave off all is here just like the first one. So it's not like the psukim suggest to only shave off bunched here and visible here. Even 
any here, and that is another example of a halach al that uproots the pasuk. So, so too we can include soita using ash instead of dirt to the list of things that are not befeirish in the pasuk. Halacha, that's connected to the pasuk. The issue is Rabbi Nachman Bayitzchak slugs up this raya and says there are three reasons why Mitzayra could have been left out of this list. And if we don't have Mitzayra on the list, then we can't also add Saita. Because then we can revert to assuming that the Mishnah was precise, that there are only three things, three cases, where Allah HaMashim is Oyker, the Pasuk. The first reason why Mitzayra would not have been listed is because that list was only cases where the Halachal Meshmesinai was uprooting a Dairaisa, but not a Dairabondon. Repubba says a second reason that we were only listing times when the Halachal Meshmesinai removes something that the Pasuk was including. But over here, the material is adding to shave even more. Rabbi Ashi has a third reason why the material would not be listed in this list. That Mishnah was only going according to Yishmael. He learns the Klal Prat and Klal. But who says that you shave the Mitzvah like a gourd? That would be Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva learns a Rebbe and a Miut. What's the Rebbe and a Miut? The, miut, the Bible explains. Now when the Pesach tells us, That's an inclusion, a Rebbe. When it says, That's a Miut. And when it goes back and it says this, that's again a reboy. Reboy, miut, and a reboy. Be'akiva learns is including everything. What's it including? That you shave off his entire body like a pumpkin. What's the miut? It's being mamait, excluding the hair in his nose. At the end of the day, Abishmol is the one who says, that you don't shave him like a pumpkin. So we can't assume that our Mishnah was ton of a shire. We can only assume that there are exactly three things because we have no other exclusions. Mitzvah has a different reason why it wasn't listed there. So what's Allah? Back to our original question. Can you use ash in place of dirt? So Rav Bar Ash Yomarav tells us, if you don't have any dirt, you can bring rotted vegetables and use that to mimicantish the water. But the Gemara says, yeah, rotted vegetables you can use, but you still can't use ash because rotted vegetables can count as dirt. Ash does not count as dirt. Now, the next step in the Saita process is they take this dirt and they put it on top of the water. And you have to be able to see it there on the water. So the Gemara tells us there are three cases when you need to be able to see something. There has to be a visual experience. Number one is the dirt in, in the Mesaita. Number two is the ash in the Paraduma. And number three is the saliva of the Yevama when they do Chalitza. Maybe Shmuel tells us, and a fourth case that must be seen, the blood of the bird that the Metzayra brings for his carbon. Why does Rabbi Shmuel add the dam tzipar of the Metzayr because the Pasuk says the Pasuk finishes El al 
And the Bryce explains that the Pasuk needs to tell us Badam and Mayim, because otherwise I would think you just need blood or just need water. Turns out you have to squeeze the blood of this Tzipar into water. But it has to be the amount of water that you can still see the Dam Tzipar. How much water is that? It is one revius, a quarter of a lug. But there are abundant disagree with Rabbi they say that that Pasuk is not teaching us. You have to be able to see the dam. That Pasuk is telling us that you have to dip into a mixture of both blood and water. Every Shmuel says, if that's true, that just to learn that, the Torah could have said, behem, dip it into them. The Torah spells out blood and water. That's telling me that you have to be able to see the dam. There's a visual component. They're going to say, no. It couldn't have said al bohem because then I would think that you could just dip it in water and dam, but separately. That the Torah specifically said bedam ubamayim to say mix them together. It's one dip. Rabbi Yishmael tells us he would say you can. We already know that you have to mix them together because the pasuk says v'shocheres atzipor achas el klicheres al mayim chayim. The rabbanu would say no. That pasuk could be teaching us something else because I would have thought maybe I could shecht it. Near the kli, just hold the veins shut and let the blood out into a different kli. No, but so that's what the Torah tells us that you do it into the water. Rabbi Yirmiya asks Rabzera over here, what happens if the bird is so big that it has so much blood that, you, that it overpowers the water? Or if it's so small that it, it dissolves, you can't even see it in the water? What would be the uh, halach over there? Would that still be a kosher for the Matera? Observer says that won't happen. The Arbonan specifically picked a Tsipor Durar, a specific type of bird, which has the right amount of blood for this mixture with the water. Next, the Gemara asks, what happens if instead of putting the dirt into the water, they put the dirt in first? We have a machloikis tanoim. Tanakama says it's possible, but Rav Shimon says it's still kosher. It's still good meisoyta. Why does Rav Shimon say it's still kosher? Because the pasuk says lo chula tomei afaris v'fas chados in parashas chulkas when it comes to paraduma. My bar mitzvah parasha. And the brayza tells us Rav Shimon says, why does it say afar dirt? It should say afar ash. We don't put dirt into the paraduma. We put an ash. The Torah Dafka switched the Lashon, switched from an Aleph to an Ayin, to teach us a Gezerah Shaveh to Saita. Just like by the Paraduma, where it's Ash, the Torah says Afar, to match the Afar that it says by Saita. Just like by the Saita, you're supposed to put the wood in first and then the dirt on top of the water. So too, you should put the ash of the Paraduma on top of the water of the Paraduma. But just like by Paraduma, if you accidentally put did the wrong order, you put the dirt in first, put an ash in first, and then the water on top, it's still kosher. So too, by Saita, it'll still be kosher. That's where every Shimon holds, it'll still be kosher, even if the dirt was put in first. How do we know by Paraduma? Where we're learning from that if you put in the Ash first, it'll still be kosher. Because we have two psukim. It says, Vinosan olov by the paraduma. You see that the ash goes in first. You put the mayim chayim on top of the ash. 
And it says, Mayim Chaim Al Keli, to say that the water goes in first. So does the dirt go in first? Does the water go in first? So the Torah is telling us that you could do whichever way you want. It'll be kosher either way. And we learned that halacha over to Saita as well. Offer, offer. And the Rabbanon, who disagreed, they'll say by Saita that it's possible. If the dirt went in first, they learn El Keli, that the water goes into the Kli. That's saying Dafka, the water goes into the Kli, not into the dirt. And Allah is telling us that you just have to mix them together. Uh, maybe Allah means Dafka, it has to be on top. And El Keli, it's telling us that it has to go straight into the clay before the dirt. The water has to be first. The Rabbanon would say, no. Whenever we have two substances going into, into the clay, the substance which is being machshir goes in on top. So, so too by the soita, the dirt is machshir, the mei soita. It turns it into the mei soita, so that is going to be going on top. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.